Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. No one. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. Okay, I'm going to start with no punts. We had a shootout game and a game where it was a primetime game with a marquee team. It was an offensive uh, eruption, and we haven't had a lot of those this year. Chiefs, Dolphins build as that. Had the second half of the Bills and Eagles game last week. Eagles-Chiefs on Monday night. We've had games that maybe had this potential. First time all year, it's really happened. Uh, The penalties in the game didn't ruin it for me. There were a ton of penalties, uh, over 250 penalty yards, and many of them were of the questionable variety. And at times, entire possessions were mired by flag after flag after flag. But because there was so much playmaking in the game, it did not detract enough for this game to ruin it. So it was a storyline, but it's not something that I think becomes the A1 uh, topic from it. And then the last thing I wrote down here, Danny, is this. I wrote Jerry Jones down because I don't think Jerry Jones, as it turns out, gets enough credit for something. That is his quarterback's. He's had two franchise quarterbacks over the last 15 years. Tony Romo, who was undrafted, and Dak Prescott, who he got in the fourth round. You cover a franchise who, if I'm not mistaken, has never had a quarterback throw for 30 touchdowns in a season. Is that correct? Never, Chicago. never, never four. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, never 4,000 yard passer, never 30 touchdowns in a yeah. season. The Steelers are in a questionable spot right now, too, post Ben Roethlisberger. They went a long time in between Terry Bradshaw. And Ben Roethlisberger, the team that I love and cover here in Pittsburgh. Jerry Jones, it is so difficult to go really good quarterback to really good quarterback. And he's done that with an undrafted guy in a fourth round pick. And I never hear people give him credit for that. That's like that's like Hall of Fame level general managing, Danny. I know well, neither one well, of those well, guys has won a Super Bowl and none of them have been an all pro. But it's top 10 quarterback play from two guys who you didn't use big draft picks or big money on. 
you know, and the thing is, is that like Will McClay is the guy who's the, the actual guy who grinds all the tape and they pay him a ton of money to basically be anonymous. But because Jerry likes to have the title of GM, but I, I don't believe that Jerry Jones is just grinding hundreds of hours of tape ahead of the draft. It's this dude, Will McClay and his scouting staff, but Jerry gets to get all the credit. But to your point, it is a great job. And I do not think that Dak had this in him. Me neither. Especially, especially with Mike McCarthy. So, I mean, I've got a lot of loud wrong on my Twitter page and in the, the old audio archives of this podcast and my radio show. I did not think that they had this in them in terms of being this good of an offense. But the other thing that I do think specifically we should talk about or at least raise as a possibility are we sure Dallas's defense is good? Like when they play these good teams, they've got good names and Deron Bland got cooked early, but then he had another interception and he's obviously a tremendous gambler with great ball skills and all of that. And Parsons makes the play late when he's unblocked and Lawrence is a stud. They obviously have a lot of talent, but they are about to play Philly, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. We are going to know before the playoffs, if this team is actually a contender. And I've got a sneaking suspicion that Dallas has a real vulnerability defensively, just like Philly does on some elements of their defense. And we'll get to that game in a little bit. But do you buy, like, is it aberration or is Dallas's defense good? Because I, I think that there's a problem there. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, you, you don't. Offer me a culpas and apologize yet about the Cowboys. Uh, it's premature. Yeah, they've scored 40 points in every home game, but they blasted bad teams. Uh, McCarthy, as a offensive play caller, I think has done a fine job, probably even better than that. Still game management stuff late. They throw an incomplete pass on third down that stops the clock. Then they kick a field goal to go up six. I mean, those are the things as the head coach where he still, I think, comes up short. But... You know, I looked at their numbers and I thought they've got the profile of a team that can win a Super Bowl. But then you look at who they've beaten and who they lost to and you become skeptical. They, 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 this, this is more of a survival win for them that I think it's a signature win or a win that makes me feel like they are a true contender. They needed to win this game, uh, but it did raise red flags defensively. There's no question about that. DK Metcalf destroyed them in this game with three touchdown receptions. So, yeah, I don't think that the narrative on the Cowboys coming out of this game should be, you know, I hear Dak Prescott MVP. The numbers are there, but I still got to see him do it again. He's got to beat Philly at home to be an MVP caliber quarterback, in my opinion. He can't get swept in that rivalry and claim to be the best player in the NFL this season. All right, you want to get to the games? Let's do it. Going to start with 49ers and Eagles. The 49ers are favored to win the game of the year, NFC Championship game rematch. Is that the right call that this line has gone up to three? 49ers favored by three against a team that is 27 and two in their last 29 regular season games with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Yes. My biggest bet of the year is Niners minus two and a half. Dude. They've had this game circled 
They thought they were the better team. They thought they should have won the Super Bowl last year. If they had a player who could throw the ball down the field, they believe that they would have won that game, and they've been saying it since the NFC Championship game ended. And, you know, I thought they were on 17-0 watch, and they had injuries, and they had some purdy regression, and they had a bad loss, and they had that losing streak. But I still believe that 1-53, through the Niners are the most talented team in the NFL, and Philly is playing a lot of close games. They are playing a lot of one-score games, including against Washington. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not just because they're playing a murderer's row schedule – they, are, they have started slow in games. I think that this game is bigger for San Francisco than it is for Philly. Um, obviously, it's big for both teams, but Philly, they were in the NFC Championship game. They, went, they were in the Super Bowl. Like they, they, This is bigger. This is a redemption thing for San Francisco. So I think the Niners are going to come out and try to make a statement in this spot, and I think that they're the better team, and I think the better team is favored. Okay, so I – thought many of the same things that you just said for a long time. Um, But I'm starting to get worried about the 49ers in this game because I have yet to hear someone who I really like in this space make an argument for Philly. It's, It's nearly unanimous that the 49ers are better, that they're going to get revenge, that the revenge thing has been on their minds for a long time. And it's going to play out because they have the better team from top to bottom. Now, I do think that that's true when you factor the A.J. Brown injury. And he's going to play, obviously, but he's just not been the same guy the last two games, 45 receiving yards. And there's reports out of Philly that he's dealing with a thigh injury. And if that guy is not himself, then you really have to downgrade Philly. However, what makes me nervous is they get to play the underguard card in this game big time. They have won 14 straight games against winning teams, so they find a way to win these games. And Debo Samuel, you know, what are you doing? You're calling the other guy trash, Bradbury. You're a better player than him, but come on. What are you doing here? If you're going to use the Niners, you know, they've got some kind of uh, intangible thing that they're playing for. I think that the 49ers being favored – and the fact that they've bleep talked Philly so much since that game, like, hey, we would have won the game if not for the injuries, they've given them bulletin board material too. So I am weary of that because this team does have a lot of balls. And I think we could see that again on Sunday. But I'm 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 with you. I'm on San Fran. I, I love them here, but it just feels like everybody loves them in a coin flip game. I think the country wants it to be a great game. And I think the Niners are going to win by double digits. Like I think I think that this game is going to be an ass kicking because honestly, man, dude, I, I ten or more is an ass kicking in this spot for for a road for for a road team. That's just very disrespectful towards Philly and what they've accomplished the last two years. Okay, okay, I think that they're these NFC teams are flawed, and San Francisco is not. So what's what's their weakness? San Fran? Yeah. Uh, the offensive line can have problems on the right side. They can't tackle the right guard. I mean, that's what Philadelphia has got to exploit here in this game. And then you get pressure on Purdy. Right. You, ho- Purdy you, you obviously hope for quarter. a bad Purdy game is what I thought you were going to say. 
and, and ask Purdy to beat you in the fourth quarter because that's not something that he's done a great job of in his career when he's playing from behind. 